We're all watching as the market takes a wicked, wicked ride. The housing market continues to decline as sales take a 49% drop from a year ago. We're joined by regular contributor and real estate broker, Devel Morrison. Hey, Devel. Hi, thanks for having me. It seems like we're on this roller coaster of a ride. Thanks for being with me today. Uh, listings slowed from the uh, for the month in part as sellers hold off over fears they won't be able to make as much as they could have 10 to 12 months ago. What does this say? Are people just going to uh, hold off on selling for a while? Well, I mean, <clears throat> excuse me. some people will, but some people actually do need to sell because they want to buy or sell or there's something going on that means that they do need to make a move in their lives. So I know a lot of people are going to wait till the spring. They'll wait till the new year enlist. Unfortunately, prices won't be any better in the new year and prices will still be low. But I think it's some, it's that sort of bitter pill that some sellers will have to, to swallow. On the positive note, if those sellers are buying in this market, they are going to be buying at a bit of a discount. So as long as somebody's buying and selling in the same market, then it's not too much of a bitter pill to swallow. But sellers do have to be realistic and realize that, you know, whatever their neighbor got for their house in March or this year is not the price that they're going to be operating with now. Yeah. The average price of, det- of a detached home was down 11.3%. I can't believe mm-hmm. that. To $1.39 million, while the average price of a condo was down 0.9% to $709,000. What advice do you then give uh, your clients when they're thinking about you know, just where the market's at right now? Well, I would say for buyers, I mean, as long as they can afford the interest rate right now, yeah it is still a good opportunity for them because prices are lower. And, you know, it's good to keep in mind that all markets are cyclical. So now we're just going through a down, down spell. Um, you know, the thing is, is there's a lot of buyers out there who are like, well, I'm just going to wait until the bottom and then I'm going to buy them. Well, the thing is, is that nobody actually knows when the bottom of the market will be. Yeah. And nobody can perfectly time markets. I mean, if, if we all could do that, we would be, you know, billionaires at this point. But that's not realistic. So, I think it's that you you can you should buy when you can afford to, and if it may, if you need to buy right now, then it's still a good time to buy. I think the challenge for people is the interest rate, yeah. because your mortgage payments and that's your you know your monthly mortgage payments are certainly going to be higher right now given the current interest rate. So you know for somebody who's buying, they could consider um, either maybe only locking in for a fixed rate for a year or two years, so at least that way they aren't locked into too high of a rate. And when the rates come down again, they're able to get a lower rate um, or they could consider riding out the variable rate now um, because people are expecting that the rates will go back down again in 2024. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's good advice. Uh, other news. The Auditor General's uh, recent report revealed that there was large scale deliberate and organized misconduct with, get this, 315 individuals caught cheating on the Humber College Real Estate Education Program, a figure six times greater than that, which was previously admitted. Wow. How how does this happen and why is it happening? Uh, I just, I can't even. (laughs) So prior to Humber College doing the education for realtors, it was done by ARIA, uh, the Ontario Real Estate Association. Okay. And, you know, as an agent, I'm not really quite sure why uh, the, the education of realtors was taken away from Maria and brought to Humber because agents were far better educated 
when it was being done by ARIA mm. than it's the current system now with Humber. And now when we have this cheating scandal, we sort of go, what in the world is going on? I mean, Humber is a college. One would think that they have experience of doing this kind of thing. So how in the world did they allow a cheating ring to prosper here? It, it, it's unbelievable to me. I mean, I'm not sure that Humber should continue be doing uh, real estate education anymore. And what does this say for, you know, the common Torontonian who's looking to hire maybe a new real estate agent and not knowing if they're truly credible to do the job? Oh, absolutely. It's a huge problem. But I guess then I would go with uh, hire an experienced agent. So at least you know you're getting somebody credible um, and check their references and make sure there's testimonials of past clients that they worked with. Because, yeah, I mean, this is it's gross and it, it looks bad on the industry that something like this even happened. Have you heard of what is going to be done with this? How do you rectify this problem? I'm not sure. I'm not sure how they rectify the problem. Um, they clearly don't have enough controls and their, their systems aren't working well enough. But I know even just for, from, the, from the education standpoint, the quality of graduates that they're turning out is also not as good as what was done previously by ARIA. So, again, I feel like there's a lot going on here at Humber that needs to be fixed. It's not just the cheating scandal, but it's also the quality of the education that they're giving new real estate agents because it's not working. Yeah. And clearly, it's just not working. Yeah, uh, absolutely. When you have 315 people who cheated, like, and those are the ones that got caught, obviously. Uh, yeah, there could exactly. be a lot more as well. Exactly. Yeah. In other news, uh, Toronto hotel shelters have closed this past week, a number of them, including Novotel, um, leaving a lot of people, hundreds of people out in the cold. What is this? I mean, it just sounds like, you know, the homelessness issue in the city continues to get worse and worse and worse. We knew this day was coming. And yet now, where do these people go? Either to tent encampments or dorm style shelters. I mean, some of uh, the advocates for those who live on the streets are saying, you know, there are a lot of pros to having a Toronto hotel shelter because it created a bit of privacy, uh, a bit of autonomy for those living uh, in these hotels. What's happening with our city when it comes to homelessness right now? Well, I think it's pretty sad and it's shocking. Yeah. Now, that being said, so, okay, so if I think of 10 years ago, I never saw this many people sleeping on the street. Right. It's, it, it's unbelievable to me. Now, one thing I've noticed lately, I've been doing some traveling, and I've noticed it's a huge problem everywhere I go. Yep. So what I'm noticing is that it's not just Toronto. I was in Paris, and I was noticing the same thing. Uh, I was in Colombia, and I noticed the same thing. That being said, it would be nice if Toronto could be that world-class city that steps up and solves something like the homelessness crisis. But I don't think that we're going to solve it until we actually marry housing with mental health. Mm. Because there's a huge problem happening. And I think if we don't acknowledge that the two are related, we are never going to solve this problem. But I also think that we have to not treat everybody, like everyone who's homeless, under the same umbrella. Because all of those homeless people are not, are not the same. You know, you've got somebody who you know, maybe just fell back on a payment who just needs a little bit of a bump up and they're going to be, if you just help them up a little, help them out a little bit, they're going to be well and on their way and they're all set up good to go. But then you have some of the people who are chronically homeless, who are addicts, who need help, who need a different level of care than somebody who literally just missed a payment, but, you know, just give them a bit of a bump up and they're going to be all right. 
So, you know, if you look at the places like Novotel, there's the Roehampton Inn in Midtown Toronto, where they started to put um, some of the homeless people during COVID. You know, it was a nice idea during COVID that we were going to look after people and put them in these hotels. But the problem is, is that all homeless people are not equal. Yeah. And you can't have a family besides somebody who's an addict who is, you know, screaming and harmful to other people. And so I do think that we do need to break people into categories and we need to help them. I mean, if you're going to put a bunch of people in a hotel, maybe we should be, you know, getting all the mental health experts out there as well to help those people at the same time. So that if you're going to give them a roof over their head, give them everything that they need too. Right. Yeah. There, and I, I feel like there needed to be more of a proactive plan. You know, mm-hmm. when this happened at the beginning of, co- of, of the pandemic, okay, what is the plan? Obviously, there's going to be a day where Novotel is going to need their building back. So what is the plan so that we can move people into housing as opposed to uh, now, you know, we have more people on the streets. Uh, quickly, I want to get your thoughts on this story that broke last evening. 360,000 Ontarians are going to be notified about a vaccination data breach. Personal information was part of the breach um, through the province's COVID-19 vaccination booking system. Thoughts on this, Devel? Oh, my goodness. Well, I mean, I, and I noticed the breach happened literally a year ago. Yes. And people are just being informed about it now. Yep. I mean, this kind of feeds into all those conspiracy theorists who were, you know, not happy about these kinds of things in the first place. I mean... It's scary to me that the government isn't vetting their employees properly. So yeah. something like this doesn't happen. I'm glad that the RCMP did catch the criminals. It said it took them six days to, to, to catch them. But I feel like this shouldn't have happened in the first place. Right. I mean, what are we doing? It's just, it's just not good enough. Yeah, I agree. Devel, thank you so much for your time. Always a pleasure. Thank you. Thanks for having me. That was Devel Morrison, broker with Bosley Real Estate. I'm Maggie John. You're listening to Toronto This Weekend on 640 Toronto.